2: Welcome to the Off Menu podcast. Fallen off the bone and into your ears. <laughs> yes, that's Ed Gamble talking to you there. Yes, uh, hello, James A. Caster. How are you? Good, thank you,
3: Ed. I like the idea of them falling off the bone and into your ears. I like that.
2: Would you eat something with your ears if you could?
3: Yeah, yeah, I would actually. It'd be quite nice. Just hold it, hold a dish up to your ear like a telephone and let your ears munch away at it. But then, where would it come out?
2: Ah, oh, your nose. Oh, well, I wouldn't really like that part. I wouldn't like that. I didn't have to hover your head over the loo. Yeah, yeah, not no. into that part. Anyway, this is a food podcast where we have a special guest on, and this one is recorded over Zoom. It's home cooking. Home cooking week. And what do we ask them, James? Their favourite ever starter,
3: main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And this week's guest is... May, May Martin. Martin.
2: It's series five, and what a way to start. It's May Martin. She's absolutely brilliant. comedian. Writer, actor, her brand new show "Feel Good" is available now on all four and worldwide on Netflix. So exciting! She's always been a brilliant comedian, and people are absolutely lapping up this new show.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I watched all of it during like sort of the early. I remember it came out really early in the lockdown, and I just ate it all up into my ears.
2: Nomma, Nomma, Nomma. like a buffet, which is interesting because it also has Lisa Kudrow in it who is Phoebe Buffet? So everything all links up and back to food. Can't be coincidence. So if Mace says a secret ingredient, she is out of here. That's the way we do things at the Dream Restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's your dream until it's your nightmare. And we have one ingredient that we hate, that if she brings it up, we will kick her out. And this week, the secret ingredient is shrimp-flavoured primula. Shrimp-flavoured primula. That tube cheese spread... No, Which you. you know has its place, but yeah. not the shrimp flavor. What the hell are people doing? Ah, oh, no, thank you. But I mean, yeah, it, like you say,
3: Ed, it's got its place. But what? But I don't think the shrimp flavor has its place. Fishy cheese doesn't. Down the toilet. Yeah, no way.
2: If you and buy it's a, just, oh.
3: a tube of that shrimp flavored primula, just open up the toilet and empty it all in there. And certainly don't eat it with your ears. No, even Price though it's in it the perfect tube. To eat it yeah. with your ears? To be fair, if you are eating stuff into your ears, then it is probably quite good to just get a, something tubed and get it right in there.
2: Benito's just letting us know that um, it's it's called Cheese and Prawns is the official title. Cheese and Prawns Primula. And he sent us a link. I can't believe that it's actually still a thing um, because I remember it from my youth. Mm. Uh, no, there it is. Cheese and prawns, perfectly cheesy with proper prawns, a flavour combination we've been told shouldn't work but just does. Don't believe us, give it a try. I'm going to say don't give it a try Being because joking. it doesn't work. We've so, been told shouldn't work. Yeah, you have been told that. Yeah, time and time again. And we're telling you again. So <laughs> if May picks cheese and prawns primula, she's gone. Sorry, May. Sorry, May. Uh, hopefully she won't know because she's very good. Uh, yes. So without further ado, here is the off menu menu of May Martin. May Martin. Welcome, May Martin, to the Dream Restaurant.
4: Thank you so much for having me. Whoa!
3: Welcome, May Martin, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time.
4: I'm was I late? I'm sorry. Oh
2: yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. You you have added this. We've been expecting you for some time, relatively Mm. recently, I'd say. You you don't say it every time, and it does. It's a little. It's
3: pretty pretty aggressive.
2: It's
4: passive aggressive, is what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I should explain. Since the dawn of time, it has been foretold who will come to the dream restaurant, and I've always known, I know all the guests who will ever be on it already. Yeah. And so that's what I mean is that even since before May's birth, we were expecting May in the dream restaurant.
2: That is some time.
3: There's no tardiness.
4: When I was just a twinkle in my mother's eye.
3: <laughs> exactly. Does your mum have twinkly eyes?
4: Um. Yeah, very. She sounds
3: like a genie as well.
4: Yeah, she may have been. Yeah.
3: If your mother could grant you free wishes, what would you want them to be? If you would ask free wishes of your mother.
4: Oh, specific. Oh, I'd like her to forget some things I've done. <laughs> 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 if she could just put out of her mind some of the sort of traumatic episodes of my adolescence, that'd be good.
2: yeah Yeah. just choose three of
3: those
4: yeah maybe trick her into thinking i have a phd
2: so your wishes for your mother would be to just like mess with her mind right
4: yeah 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 make myself look better by totally deceiving her yeah
2: yeah that's fair enough yeah i enjoy that now we always ask um does your mother have twinkly eyes but that's the only (laughs) time it's never felt creepy (laughs) yeah we always ask, does your mother have
3: twinkly eyes? And we always ask,
4: how's your little clay man? Oh, thank you so much for asking. He's he's really well. He's on the shelf behind me there. I don't know if you can see.
2: Uh, I'm going to need some background.
4: No, I don't think so. Uh, okay, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh Basically, in lockdown, I, I the only creative thing I've done in lockdown is I bought some clay online and I made a little clay man. And then as soon as I built him, I... Became kind of obsessed with whether he was a benevolent or a malevolent energy in the flat. And like, I wanted to destroy him at one point, but I was like, then I'll be cursed. So I've kept him. He's he's up back there.
2: So you've come around to the clay man now. You think he's a benevolent force.
4: It's more like I'm stuck with him now. Whatever his influence is, he's here now.
2: Well, also just to let you know that for the podcast, when we ask you what you want for each course, we'll also be double checking what the clay man will be having. (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. We'll also ask
2: what, what
3: the little clay man wants. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you say you'd be cursed, uh, why? Why is that?
4: Uh, there's something about I, I really anthropomorphize objects and things, and especially if you've created a man from clay, like some kind yeah. of god, and then it seems um, dangerous to destroy him. I don't know. He, he seems. I could show him to you, but I think you've seen him. He's. Um. He's. I saw him from a distance. He, he looks real. But- you know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to risk it. It's like, it's the same way, like on my deathbed, I wouldn't say like, oh, I don't believe in God. Like just, I don't want to risk it. Yeah. So I don't want to destroy the clay man just on the off chance that he comes alive at night.
2: Isn't there more of a risk of him coming alive at night if you don't destroy him?
4: Yeah, that's a really good point. (laughs) That's a really good point. So, what you,
2: so maybe just take his legs off or something.
4: That's a good idea. The best of both worlds. He's still yeah. There.
2: Best of both worlds. Maim the clay man.
4: Maim him. Yeah. Dismember him.
2: Mame Mate. Martin. Yeah. I was just about to do that. Damn it. That's
4: my wrestling name.
3: <laughs> Ed's a bit Ed's a bit hungover today. Usually I wouldn't have got in there first.
2: On that. Why, what were you doing last night? drinking alcohol right (laughs) um I went to um meet I went to meet my friend and I'd not seen him in a long time and apparently that was an excuse to drink uh, an obscene amount of red wine and then sort of waddle home Uh, and I can't do it anymore I just can't I can't do it so today has been an absolute write-off but luckily I allowed it to be a write-off because I knew we were interviewing you later and I was like I'll try and get over this hangover and I will have achieved something. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've not got over the hangover and I apologize in advance for not getting in there quicker with,
3: with,
4: Mame, with my puns. With Mame Martin.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking about it as Mame Artin.
4: Oh, yeah. Mame Artin. Yeah, of course. That's right.
3: It's already in your name.
4: Yeah. Mame Artin. I like it.
3: Also, a little clay man figure is a form of art. So Mame Artin yeah. works.
4: Yeah. And maybe that would be my my sort of wrestling technique would be dismembering people and being like I made you and I can break you <laughs> something like that.
3: <laughs> Just grabbing them and asking them if they're malevolent or benevolent. Or yeah, can yeah, yeah. I even say them now? Yeah. yeah, I would like that if a wrestler was asking that as a question. Yeah, Are you malevolent or benevolent? <laughs> Tell me,
4: friend or foe?
2: <laughs> you ask the crowd. You're like what do we reckon, male- malevolent or benevolent? <laughs> and if they shout malevolent, you'd break their legs off. Yeah. 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 No <laughs>
4: legs! <laughs> and if they're benevolent, what do I do? Just, like, kiss them or something?
2: Yeah, give them a little kiss. A little put them yeah. on the shelf. Yeah. You put them on the turnbuckle like it's a shelf, yeah. so you display them. Yeah.
3: Still a sparkling water, mate?
4: Still. If, 100% still, no question. If I wanted salty water, I'd have a drink of bodily fluid, you know?
2: do <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: you speak to every waiter like this
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm right that it's a bit salty right
2: i think some of them are mm. i would certainly uh i mean shout out to badwa one of my favorite sparkling waters that's definitely got a, a a salty tang on the back of the palate i'm into that though mm. and i wouldn't drink a bodily fluid and in, in, to replace that <laughs> yeah i'd stick with the water
4: yeah that's fair um no i'm gonna go cool crystal clear I just, I, um, my friend drove to France at one time and we went in a, a mountain stream and drank, like it was just bursting out of the mountain. It was ice cold. It was clear. And we just drank it straight from the mountain. That's what I want really.
2: Now, when you say yeah. you and your friend. Mm. I'm imagining the you man. in France with the little clay yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the little clay man who can't <laughs> yeah. really go in the water. No. <laughs> oh, no! Hey!
4: <laughs> but he would, he's the kind of guy that would know where the mountain streams were, though. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know where a really great stream is. I cold water, is going to be great. I cannot go in the water with you. I can't stress that enough. So I'll give you directions once we get to the stream, you're on your own now. I'll yeah. watch
4: from the car. I re- there is from something. The <laughs> He's driving. Me. There's something really yeah. magical about um, drinking water straight from the source. Like I have the same. Thing oh yeah. Room. I really have this fantasy about eating a piece of fruit off the tree while it's still growing. Like take a bite of an apple that's still growing from the tree because I feel like you get more nutrients somehow.
2: So when you say s- still growing, you can like see that it's <laughs> like it's like midway through its growth. So you're like basically plucking an apple that's going through puberty is that
4: fair yeah eating a pubescent apple <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah or just that it's still attached it's still um sucking those nutrients out of the ground and i'm just eating it
3: so you're making sure it's still on the branch and you're just freehand yeah are you steadying it with one hand no. or are you just just the just the face going for it so
2: reverse bobbing for apples. yes yeah,
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> what would that be called Flobbing for apples. Yeah. Oh, he is he is
3: hungover. <laughs> Listen to that. Oh. Flobbing for apples. Oh, no. Come on, we're all riffing here. It's <laughs> a low point on the podcast, flopping for apples. I liked it. I'm sorry that had to happen during your episode, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> flobbing for apples. The thing is, sometimes James just comes after me for what I consider to be no reason, and I'm going to get loads of shit about that on Twitter for ages, mm. about flopping for apples. Yeah. Yes, if I'm honest, my only motivation for doing it was because I know he'll get loads of shit about
4: it. <laughs> you should never have admitted you're hungover.
2: Yeah, I really shouldn't have done. That was my, that was my mistake. Although to be fair, there's a, there's a there's a run of about three podcasts uh, where James is hungover, and we really didn't let him get away with it. So it's absolutely fair enough.
4: Okay, good. Yeah.
2: Would an apple
3: be the dream fruit to do that with? Because I'm thinking. I might like to do that with a peach.
4: I'm so glad you said that. That's as we were going with the apple thing in my head, I was saying, is it too late to say, I don't want an apple. I want a peach. Yeah. Um, yeah. peach or a, I mean, a pear maybe, but it's too hard. I think a peach or like a mango. Oh my God. Imagine a mango. Uh,
2: Fuck. But with the mango, if it's still attached, are you just biting in through the skin or are you like getting a knife involved in the situation?
4: I guess I'm going through the skin, but I, I heard about a guy. I heard about a guy. Who ate? Who ate, <laughs> ate oranges with the peel?
2: Mm. Really? He'd take
4: a bite out of a clementine and eat and chew up the peel.
2: Now I'm going to need a f- few more bits of information. Where do you hear about this guy? I,
4: don't know, I think this was a friend of mine said that his grandpa used to do it or something. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's hearsay. It's hearsay.
2: The problem is every time you say you're a friend,
3: <laughs> I we <know>. think of. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me too.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> he whispers it in your ear while you were asleep. My
2: dad used to eat <laughs> clementine. I don't a um, I'm just trying to work out what the clay man's granddad looks like now
4: me too and he's eating oranges he's yeah
2: well i think that sounds i
3: think we can definitely get you the water from the source yeah you can definitely have that exact water that you drank in france from was it a waterfall or
4: no it was a running stream like it had it had almost rapids in it like it was running quite quickly the water and it was ice ice cold and i didn't if I'm being honest, see the exact source springing out of the mm-hmm. mountain, but it was like it tasted amazing. Probably full of bacteria. I don't know.
3: <laughs> it's great to have done that. Yeah. How old were
4: you? It was a couple of years ago. So, and I'm 12. So I was 10.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> no, I guess I was like 30. I love it. Yeah.
3: Hey, you, you do that, right?
2: Oh, I do that. I've, I, I've only done, I've done something similar once in, uh, in the Yorkshire Dales we stumbled across a little stream mm-hmm. uh, mm. and I filled my water bottle up from there and fro- frolicked around in the stream for a while. It really is delicious. But then I was like frolicking with bare feet and then drinking the water. And then I realized I'm basically drinking my own bath water at this point. Yeah.
4: Mm. yeah.
2: You need to get it when it's like gushing out of the mountain, right? Rather than the sort of stagnant water around you. But it really is it's a great experience. I think, that, I think this is my favorite water choice ever because you've got... Yes. It's the freshest water available. So fresh.
4: Yeah. And maybe it's like on a full moon that you're drinking it too i don't know this yeah, some added yeah. magical element i feel like yeah, sure yeah, yeah. when you drink it, it you, then you're instantly you've prolonged your life by at least six months that's how i felt when i drank it i was like i'm gonna live a bit longer having done that you know
3: do you want fountain of youth water
4: Ooh, no i don't want to stick uh, the world's bad i don't want right. it you know what i mean <laughs>
3: <laughs> I and actually we've already had one person choose that weirdly really and, and, an absolute idiot. Yes, but <laughs> we had someone choose that once.
4: Yeah, and I don't want to... I was a mess in my 20s. I don't want to be back there. I'm good. I want to... If I could have a fountain of, like, stopping time. Mm. I don't want to go backwards. I just want to arrest time. That would be good.
3: Why has no one done that as a film or a TV? Has, has anyone done
4: that? Arresting time fountain.
3: Just somebody just, just to stop time and stay at what age? Rather than...
4: Yeah, that would be good. Peter Pan. Should we do that? Peter yeah, Pan, Peter it? Pan. Yeah, it's Peter Pan. So just...
3: Yeah, I but know why. the boy that Vampire, the
2: vampires.
4: Yeah, low yeah, vampires. Well, <laughs> Twilight. I
2: mean, of those. The, the list yeah. goes on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you want us to get a bottle and fill it up from there and bring it to the Dream Restaurant, or do you want us to get like a, a pickaxe and divert the stream straight into the restaurant?
4: I'd like you to divert the stream so that if I want to refill, I can just reach down and dip my glass in to the bubbling brook. Perfect. Yeah. Bubbling brook, That's- babbling babbling brook. Yeah. Yeah, you want it to be babbling.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you've got to have You want it to be babbling. Is there such a thing as too much babble, though, for a brook?
4: Definitely, if you're having to shout to be heard.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know what river I'd like to drink from? What's that? The Chocolate
2: River in Willy Wonka's Factory. Oh, my God. I love that. Of course you're the guy who watches Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and doesn't take any of the life lessons from it, just focuses on the chocolate.
4: Yeah, and the, the things you want to steal from the factory.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, you've watched that. You've you've ignored that someone falls in that and gets sucked up a big tube. You're, you're just like, well, I've, of course, I'm going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Completely empathize with him. Don't blame him for doing it. <laughs> because,
3: you know, you're a kid. You go straight
2: into a room where you can eat, eat everything.
4: Yeah.
3: There's a chocolate river. course you're going to keep on drinking it
4: what kind of chocolate do you think that is is it in your mind like chocolate milk like drinking chocolate or is it like a thick like viscous uh dark chocolate like what do you want it to be
3: very good question because in the film it looks like it is chocolate milk
4: yeah it does
3: but Mm. i would find it more irresistible if it was just melted yeah Yeah, chocolate chocolate thick like i remember going to like this jamie oliver cafe near my house once and it didn't last long, this place. It was, like, open for, like, a couple of months and shut down. And I got a hot chocolate, not knowing that the Jamie Oliver hot chocolates are just chocolate bars melted down Ooh. really hot in a mugger. And it was one of those things where I was instantly excited and then immediately before i even had a sip regretted it and thought, this is going <laughs> to make me feel so bad afterwards. Yeah. And I was walked around thinking, right, I've got to get a gym membership. I've got to yeah. start doing exercise because that chocolate, the opposite of your water from I was like that's years off my life yeah
4: absolutely it's just filled up all your
2: veins inside it i could feel everything moving slower yeah what's the name of that place there's a place in fitzrovia that we went to james do you remember that does those hot chocolates that are just melted chocolate Mm -hmm. and i think you had the same reaction to that where you had one of those and i think you went and got tested for type 2 diabetes immediately afterwards
3: yeah i do remember it um i can't remember what it was called it was it was delicious and sometimes there you can get mugs made of chocolate right yeah oh, you
4: can yeah that sounds good to me well wait does <laughs> yeah. it uh it might be too much you know
2: yeah it, it is almost too much i think when you like drink all of the chocolate and you're like i'm really full and then you're like no i've got to eat them
4: well.
2: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> in for a penny.
4: i went to a gay bar once where, where um there was a chocolate fountain in the middle of the gay bar and it was like it was like a saturday <laughs> night at 1 a.m and all these sweaty <laughs> bodies everywhere and then they had this horrible chocolate fountain it's like why why have you done that like no one wanted it.
2: It's a good idea in principle, is like what's the most extravagant thing we could put in the middle of this bar. Yes. But in reality, you, vodka luge, fine. Chocolate fountain, absolutely not.
4: Everyone covered yeah. in sticky. Chocolate? No, disgusting. Yeah. Not
3: fit. I'm surprised that at some point you didn't turn around to look at the fountain and I was just standing there with a mug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, bye. <mate. laughs> 2 AM. It's a delicious chocolate. I
4: would have you would have been the the person I would least expect to bump into in that scenario. Do you have doing here? <laughs> Pop it up to a bread. Oh fuck. Bread. Bread. Mm-hmm.
2: There was a moment where you were like, oh no. But then it was pre- you were pretty much straight onto bread. Because
4: I, I thought about it, the question today and I weighed it up and I was really going back and forth and then I said to myself after hours of going over it I was like I'm just gonna have <laughs> to go with when he says it what comes to my mind and I I really thought bread only because of the butter and like a toasty baguette and there, there's there's few things nicer than that. Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: Would it be a baguette then? Is that the type of bread we're going for?
4: Yeah, yeah, we're going baguette like warm crusty on that you know the huge crusty on the outside soft in the middle nice butter mm.
2: now if it's all about the butter really have you ever considered spreading a butter on some papadoms?
4: Ooh, Ooh, that doesn't appeal to me i think with the poppadom you could dip it in a nice like writer or a mango chutney mm. but no a but- buttered poppadom i don't think so. i'll be
2: honest may even as i said it i knew it was a bad idea i know you, I, I thought <laughs> I'd, i thought i'd crack i thought i'd cracked it i was like I've never. We've never said this. We've done like so many episodes of this podcast and mm. no one's ever picked buttered poppadoms and I'm going to say it and it's going to blow people's minds uh, and then I got halfway through saying it and I thought it sounds absolutely disgusting and I'm sorry.
3: It's okay. I don't know. If there was like a fondue bowl of melted butter yeah. and I could get a warm poppadom and dip it, submerge it fully and then bring it out again.
2: I know a gay bar that would be
3: willing <laughs> to put that in the middle of there. <laughs> also, you mentioned butter there. Would you like to have butter straight from the sauce and when it's it's not yet matured aka milk from the teat
4: no no i I would not but i i did when i was a kid i went on a um school trip to like it was called pioneer village and it was you go back in time to this house that's meant to be from whenever (laughs) i didn't pay attention really to the details (laughs) but um we churned our own butter and that was cool and yeah, freshly churned would be good, I, and I, I like the process of churning. So I might have my fresh water, and then be like, "Can I churn? Can I churn the butter?" Yeah, and see if you guys would let me churn it myself.
2: Will you be wearing medieval clothes?
4: Yeah, I'll be wearing mm. like a smock,
2: yeah,
3: <laughs> a tunic. I mean, now you've said the fresh water from the source. It doesn't seem logical to not have everything from the source and fresh on your menu.
4: I know, like obviously, if you're gonna have a fish, you want it straight out of the sea. Mm,
3: freshly
2: baked baguette? Yeah. You don't want to have to get, like, the wheat f- from the field or whatever, do you? You can take yeah. it too far. Yeah,
4: you can take it too far. There's a limit, definitely. Like, I, yeah, I don't want the milk from the teat. I want to churn the butter.
3: I do have an image of you as a schoolchild on that school trip arriving and then they're churning the butter and you just break away from the pack and run and start, while they're churning, just stick your head in there and start drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, May, stop it! She always wants it straight from the source." Sorry, we can't have- <laughs> Stop Stop flobbing that cream. Flobbing? Is that... Yeah, that's what Anne oh, said what earlier. Flobbing yeah. for apples. Yeah, Flobbing for apples, Flopping for butter.
2: Glad that's come back.
4: When you used to go on school trips, would you get... I would get absolutely manic. Like, I, I think I was probably <laughs> a nightmare just... The excitement of leaving the school, I would just be so manic and just like trying to be Ace Ventura the whole time.
3: What is it? Do an impression?
4: Yeah, and just being like, "Hey, everybody, I'm look at me!" and yeah, I, I, like, <laughs> volunteering for any activity and yeah, yeah. I think I would have been a nightmare.
2: I think I was just um, looking for opportunities to smoke cigarettes, to be honest. Yeah. Mm. So anytime the teachers weren't there, they'd be running off trying to smoke a cigarette. I bought a ninja star when we were in France.
4: Really, a ninja yeah. star. Did you manage to get it back to England?
2: Yeah, I mean, amazingly, there were some uh, some of the kids' mums were there to volunteer to look after the kids uh, on the trip. Because there's only a couple of teachers there, Um, and my friend's mum took it off my hands and helped me smuggle it back onto the ferry.
4: (laughs) Cool, (laughs) mum.
2: Really cool, mum. My mum slightly less cool when she found out I had a ninja star and confiscated it because I nearly killed a neighbour.
4: Was it really sharp?
2: Oh, yeah, it worked. Fuck! I I used to go to the back of the garden and throw it into the tree and stuff pretend I was a ninja.
4: (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) It went over the back wall and nearly landed on a neighbour. So he was like... In a neighbour. It nearly landed in a neighbour. So he was like, "Um, I'm sorry, I've got to give this to your mum. And my mum confiscated it.
4: Fuck. My brother's really into um, swords and stuff and re- and rare blades. Of, like, he, yeah, and he, he, make, right. he makes his own chain mail and stuff, and he, he knows uh, all about swords. Yeah, when it, sometimes when my parents would go out, and you know when you're a kid you convince yourself someone's breaking into the house? Or we used to. We'd be yeah. like, I heard, yeah. I heard a noise. And my brother would always go get his sword. <laughs> like,
2: <"Come> <laughs> Stay in bed, everyone. Yeah. I'll take care of this.
3: <laughs> Could your brother make a little tiny set of chainmail for you? Know who?
4: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes.
3: We come to your starter dish.
4: Okay, I am nervous because I, like I said before, I know your fans are very r- rabid, and I, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to be judged <laughs> for my choices, but I tried to think. What do I genuinely want? I'm not trying to sound cool. I just this is what I want, and it's a dish that I've cooked. Co- concocted that's uh it's <laughs> Great. Kind of in, it's, in, it's called a cornucopia of shrimp but it's inspired by um actually a lot of my best culinary experiences weirdly james were on that like one day in sydney yeah um when we were on tour and we had uh these amazing like on a yacht had these prawns with the watermelon but they were just huge yeah. fresh prawns uh, i love you guys say prawns i'm gonna say shrimp moving forward <laughs>
3: Shrimp sounds yes. better, Same. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought that.
4: Yeah. So it's like shrimp three ways, the starter. So it's like shrimp dumplings, shrimp tempura, and just like a shrimp cocktail with loads of that red sauce. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I feel like it's a gross thing to just want to eat so many shrimp, but I'm just going to embrace it.
2: I think, I know, that's, that sounds amazing. You're going to get no rabid responses from anyone okay. over that. I think that's an absolute solid gold winner. Also, sh- yeah, you want to eat loads of shrimp. Yeah. You, i don't think you can get full on shrimp
4: no and different sauces for each thing right the dumplings have uh. a little soya thing the tempura have like maybe a mayonnaise like a some kind of flavored mayonnaise and then just those jumbo prawns um because oh, yeah. also in sydney i think we went to a dumpling restaurant that was also very famous and good and, and yeah that
3: day it was great
4: soup filled mm dumplings or something yeah fuck that was good
3: that's a good day. i'm really glad you brought that day up as well So i was hoping going into this i was like i might have to really at some point i've got to bring up the prawn platter that we had um but you, you beat me to it
4: it was a combination of like where we were in this hot sun on this boat um the food itself just i've never seen prawn so big and so yeah. like
2: fresh. how big are we talking
4: i mean they were like mini lobsters almost
2: oh wow I have a long running sort of mind game, just somewhere where I go in my mind a lot. And I used to talk, when I told Greg Davis, we used to talk about this a lot, imagining a prawn the size of a turkey and you carve it like a turkey.
4: Oh, I love that.
2: And we used to to call it the prawn key. And uh, (laughs) in in the story of it, it was invented by like a James Bond villain, like a mad scientist. He'd be like, I've invented a, a prawn the size of a turkey. And then James Bond would be like, Okay, well, why am I here? Like, well, <laughs> that's it. That's all I've done. The prawn key. And uh, you can take take big slices off it.
4: Oh, that sounds so good to me. That texture. You can't beat that texture.
2: How often would you and Greg
3: talk about the prawn
2: key? Regu- yeah. Regularly, we were regularly. talking about the prawn key. Not just
4: once. If, in fact,
2: wait, wait there. Uh-oh. Oh, it's going
4: away. I always think about um what... What the biggest of each species of animal is. Yeah. Ever recorded. You know what I mean? Oh
3: yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know.
4: Biggest recorded shrimp, I'd love to know.
2: We would talk about it a lot. And in the within the little act out, the uh do, it was called Dr. Prawn Guff was the name of the the doctor. Mm-hmm. And then he'd talk about you go, I have invented a prawn the size of a turkey. And then James Bond would go, And what is your plan? And then he'd go, No plan <laughs> right. Yeah. So you you did that every time. Yeah, no plan.
3: So every time you were talking about the prawn key, you'd do that little act out first,
2: where he says,
3: "I've invented a prawn the size of a turkey." He
2: says, what's I your plan? Yeah. No
3: plan? No plan." And that's always
2: what you'd do. The two yeah. of them. yeah, and we talked about it on the DVD commentary for his DVD, and someone knitted, uh, knitted us, did a cross stitch, no, uh, of some prawns saying "no plan" with prawn guff underneath it. So that that's nice amazing. About.
4: So if, yeah. if anyone was just thinking of doing that now, it's already been done.
2: Yeah, don't do that. Already got that cross-stitch, so you're going to have to do me one of the little clay man.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: May, yeah. That, that day when we had all that food, yeah. Did you? what did you have at the... There was an ice cream sandwich place that we went to, oh. and I think I bought up the ice cream sandwich that I had before. So I had coconut ice cream with banana bread as the instead of cookies, either side, and some dark chocolate sauce on it, and it was so good. And I can't remember if you had an ice cream sandwich or if i was the only one and everyone was standing around waiting for me no i did too. almost it, certainly and i
4: think it <laughs> i think it had um like a peanut butter cookie involved mm. i think it may have been a peanut butter cookie sandwich with just vanilla ice cream inside i i think that's yeah cuz coconut uh, i'm allergic to so oh just <laughs> just saying <so you> know. <laughs> that there's any uh contamination cross contamination in the kitchen of this restaurant
2: are you allergic to nuts and coconut or is it just coconut it's
4: just coconut and to be fair i've never been tested but i think i am (laughs) (laughs) or i might just not like it but i whenever i eat it i get like really bad stomach pain and quite like red Mm -hmm. in my face it's weird it's a weird reaction
2: do you think it's are you allergic to like tropical things in general
4: yeah kiwis i think also give me a weird feeling but it's all very this is all very like nebulous like it's a it gives me a weird feeling you know what i mean
3: (laughs) (laughs) so you got the cornucopia of shrimp what order are you eating this in are you one at a time are you going all over the place is there one of the shrimp that you would never follow with another one of the shrimp
4: i think i'm gonna go tempura dumpling and all i know is i want to finish with the fresh prawn from the boat in sydney yeah because mm-hmm. that was so it was almost a palate cleanser it was so like juicy and yeah. fresh
3: it's watermelon shrimp and lime juice all over it wasn't it yeah oh, God.
4: but you never know if like there's some emotional reason why we're both so attached to that meal like
3: i don't think you know we didn't know the guy that much for context ed
2: yeah i think i you've definitely talked to me before about the prawn and watermelon on the boat before <laughs> i've definitely yeah. heard this story this is, this, yeah. but, and I'm really glad that May brought it up because I think for you, James, this story occupies quite an important emotional part of your brain. Same, yeah. And if, if if May had got, not mentioned it, and then you brought it up, and she was like, "Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, don't remember May. Yeah, no idea." Yeah. I think you would have been absolutely destroyed. No, this yes.
4: the the funny thing was that he was a heckler. He had heckled you the night before, and, and then <laughs> it, and it was this man in his fifties. Uh, just...
3: Well, he was asleep.
4: Oh yeah, he was asleep in the gig. So he was on the
3: front row of the gig, and he was asleep. This man. Yeah. <laughs> and we had all. I mean, I think I'm not doing any of us a disservice when I say this. So basically, it was the Sydney uh, Arts Festival, and they were doing comedy there for the first time. Normally, it's art stuff. There's a Spiegel tent every night. There's a mixed bill comedy show on, and it was May, myself. Josie Long, Sam Campbell, and Steve Scopolis
2: Great lineup. I
3: don't think I'm doing any of us such a service when I say that every night, apart from maybe one night, we died on our asses, every,
4: and with, without exception, all of us. It was because yeah. c- it's quite a heterogeneous mix of people, and then also the <laughs> audience. It was in a tent; they didn't know what they were. It, we bombed so much,
3: <laughs> it went so badly, and we couldn't figure it out. There's one night where we all did well, and then yeah, for the rest of it, it was a nightmare. Yeah. And that guy was asleep on the front row one night. <laughs> and I kicked off about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. I cannot believe this shit. We're here dying every single night. And now a guy's asleep. And then afterwards he was like, Sorry you all died again. Sorry that I was asleep. Do you want to come on my yacht tomorrow? And we all just said yes.
4: Yeah. So and I think
3: only me, you and Josie did it.
4: We went on the yacht and he had his wife in the galley making this meal. And that was the only element of it that was a little bit like shady was that she she never emerged. And when she did, she she was very like scuttly and kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll just bring the food and disappear.
2: <laughs> did, did you, was she acting like it was quite normal that he'd invited loads of comedians from the previous night's show onto the boat?
4: Yeah, kind of. She was sort of very meek, this woman.
2: In my mind, uh, he invited you onto the boat, you all got on the boat and then he immediately fell asleep again. <laughs> I think he probably did fall asleep. I mean, he was pretty chilled. I mean, That's the reason why I think the food
3: must have been amazing, because we were excited to be on a yacht, sure.
4: First time on a yacht. But
3: it's not like we were super best buds with this guy who'd fallen asleep at the gig the night before (laughs) and his wife in the galley. So, like, we didn't even know them that well. And we thought, oh, it's nice to be on a yacht. I think it's because, this is is my take on it, when she brought up the platter of the prawns and the watermelon, I thought, this will be shit. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. it didn't look amazing it was like okay
4: it's been prepared fine. it's been prepared in a boat in a shitty little kitchen yeah but it it was just the quality of the ingredients and the the oh. simplicity and the the just the lime juice or something and a glass of cold prosecco just like it's really oh, yeah, nice. Was it. Yeah, yeah, it was really <laughs> nice. That
2: Prosecco was like, yeah. yeah. So you you saw that and you thought this is gonna be shit. That's exactly how the audience felt before your gigs in Sydney started. <laughs> but anyway. they
4: were right and we were
0: right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: So we come to your main course, May. Yeah. Is this from Sydney as well?
4: It's inspired by, uh, it's, it's <laughs> not the meal, but it's inspired by what Steen cooked us um, on that same oh, yeah. culinary uh, <laughs> adventure that we were on. <laughs> um, it's I'm going with the uh, very classic, and I thought about more exciting choices, and I just kept coming back to that I want a lamb roast mm. with really good gravy, and I want horseradish instead of mint. Sauce. Ah. That,
2: that, that's a bit of a left turn for lamb. Yeah, I know. You're fucking with the program.
4: I mean I'll have mint sauce on the no, side. No, but no, no.
2: don't get bullied into having <laughs> mint sauce, May. <laughs> You've made your horseradish bed.
4: I just want the lamb to be like falling off the bone, you know, because our, our friend Steen on that same trip made us a slow cooked Greek lamb dish mm. that was like he cooks it overnight, I think. It's like just rosemary and garlic, and I don't know why I haven't chosen that. I think it's because I want a, I want a roast.
3: Yeah, I was very late to enjoying lamb, I think because like in England, it's not always done really well everywhere. Hmm. But Australia and New Zealand, absolutely knock it out of the park. It's incredible.
4: Yeah, maybe I want it in New Zealand or something. Also, is it is this weird? I The times I enjoy a roast the most uh, is when I'm hungover. And so I kind of want to have a hangover for this meal. Because eh? you know what? Sunday roast, you're hungover, yeah. Ed. Transfer yeah.
2: your powers. That's fine. Yeah, you can have some of this one. I've, I'll, <laughs> there's plenty to go around.
4: Why is that? Why hangovers just—it's mm. always so satisfying. You're hungry. It comes to the table.
2: There's something quite, yeah. There's something quite warming and nostalgic about roast dinners, I think, as well. And they make you feel safe. I think that's kind of what you need in a hangover. You don't need any sort of anything edgy. Yeah. If you've got a hangover, you want gravy and potatoes and I mean, lamb is for me king king of the roast meats. Mm
4: -hmm. i agree and i want the potatoes with rosemary i want um oh this is a bit of a curveball i want cauliflower cheese Mm. ah
3: where is the best cauliflower cheese you've had
4: i think uh, in the 90s at at home i think my dad um just would make a really just really cheap cheese as well i I, I like basic cheap children's food basically. <laughs> did you guys know that my dad's a restaurant critic that's his job
2: what no no and that has come up in what i would say too late into the podcast <laughs>
4: yeah, you should have yeah. opened with that yeah <laughs> he's he's a, he's a restaurant critic and a food and wine writer and he like he wrote a book called the man who ate toronto and it's a picture of him <laughs> eating toronto <laughs> on the cover and uh he uh so in the 90s we would go to all these like we were so lucky because it was free food and we'd go to these restaurants but it was the 90s so it was a lot of like sun-dried tomatoes and alfredo sauce and um yeah a lot of garlic like heavy 90s kind of italian food but it was it was great
2: that's amazing i mean we always get nervous when there's critics in the in the dream restaurant obviously but
4: who have you had
2: uh we've had grace dent Dent,
4: wow jay Jay rayner wow
2: the two most fearsome uh food critics um but as far as i'm aware they've never eaten toronto
4: Right, exactly. My dad used he did one time an article where the premise of the article was that he'd go in disguise to the restaurant. So he he put on the maddest disguise, just this crazy wig, and he looked like Austin Powers. And of course, it attracted way more attention than like everyone say, who's this madman in full movie makeup? And yeah,
3: we have not asked you what the little clay man wants for starter or main course.
4: Well, I'm hoping he doesn't eat like. My hopes and dreams, and I hope he eats like normal foods. Like, uh, but he looks almost like he could eat worms or something. Like he's he's a bit like Gollum from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Like maybe he he's sort of in a in a sunless cave and he's eating raw fish or something. But no, I, I think he'd he'd want to eat you know a little cookie cookie crumble or something. Yeah. For all three.
2: Basically he's if he's malevolent, he's eating worms, and if he's benevolent, he's eating cookie cookie crumble, did you say? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I don't know what that is. No, but... I don't
2: know what that is either, but it sounds good. You've invented it. Is it like an apple crumble but replace replace the apples with cookies?
4: Yeah, I guess so. I just thought of it, but yeah. That sounds amazing. That's not bad. I like that a lot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> absolutely. Eat that. I think this lamb dish is unfoldable. You can't 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 pick of any faults of it. It's great.
4: Thank you. It's about the gravy, it's about the sides. The horseradish, I'm glad that you've gone along with that.
3: Is that um, something you do? Just in life, you, you put horseradish with lamb?
4: Yeah. It, do people
3: give you a hard time for it?
4: Sometimes you get a, a snarky waiter if you're mm. having a, a pub roast and you've ordered the chicken or the lamb and you're like, can I have some horseradish on the side? And they're like, <laughs> and they give you a, a little look. But um, no, I would always order a side of horseradish. Yeah, def, defo. I like a food that will... Uh, Clear my nasal passages.
2: You oh, I'm know? so on board with that. Yeah.
4: Wasabi, Szechuan. Yes.
2: It's the only reason I get ramen is to completely empty my head.
4: Actually, speaking of straight from the source, you could maybe grate like raw horseradish. Mm. Would that be cool? I don't know. Yeah,
2: that'd be cool. That's yeah, that's like wasabi is basically is Japanese horseradish, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to have that straight from straight from the source. Yeah, we'll bring in a whole fresh horseradish and just grate it all over your lamb.
4: When you guys were kids, were you the type of kid who would? eat things as a dare like eat really hot things as a dare to be funny and stuff of course i, I, would of course eat, I was yeah. yeah of course yeah, yeah. me too your ninja star eating wasabi yeah I, I used to eat wasabi or like spoonfuls of salt or things like anything right. to make try to impress people i don't know
3: what would the reaction be what were you what were you feeding off of there babe? well
4: well you'll you'll we've... know if you've done this that there, there's like a moment of a gratifying laugh or like this kid's wild (laughs) uh, what a rebel and then there's this long process of you being so nauseous and like trying to rinse your mouth out and kind of feeling quite sad and (laughs) (laughs) pathetic sitting at the back of the bus like burning
2: i i used to do that far too late on in life as well like I, i do uh you know in pubs i don't think they really do it anymore maybe they do they serve snacks in like pint glasses they'll do like a pint of wasabi peas yeah I could like, I would try and chug a pint of wasabi peas quite often. Oh, the God. only difference being from what you were saying is that it was never a dare. I did it just off my own back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's horrible. It just make you can feel it through your nose. It really gets to your nose, doesn't it? You know, <laughs> yeah. No dare. Would you say that before you
4: do yeah. it? No dare. No dare. Your side dish, May. I'm going to have, please, uh, lobster mac and cheese. Oh, yes. Yeah. Big chunks of lobster. Mm. Lots of black pepper on top. Yeah, because it's rich. You don't want a whole thing. You want a couple of big spoonfuls, I think.
3: Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's the kind of dish that you only want as a side dish, really. I don't want it as a starter. No. That's going to... That'll kill the rest of the meal. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: I don't want it as a main. i will be sick. Side dish is perfect.
4: And I want it served in a nice little pot, like a little clay part, maybe? Oh, oh no. no. The, the, the poor clay sorry.
2: man is going to be... That, that's my mother. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done to you? They've you for a lobster and mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I might have said this on the podcast before. I think I always like the idea of mac and cheese, and then when I'm actually eating it, I'm, it's never as good as I hope it could be.
4: Oh, in- interesting.
2: I think it's always just... I just want, I want it to be cheesier and cheesier. I almost think that, uh, yeah, I want melted cheese, really. I want a river of melted cheese.
4: Yeah, you want like a sharper cheese, maybe? Mm,
2: I think so. But the lobster really yeah. helps, I think.
4: Definitely. Maybe some breadcrumbs on top.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. I think
3: I've talked about my favourite ever mac and cheese on the podcast before that I had at the wedding and they put jalapenos in it.
4: Oh, that sounds good.
3: I could eat that forever. That was Incredible. Benito's just said, yes, you have. On the, <laughs>
2: the bane of Benito's life is uh, editing out things that we've already said on the podcast before because I've That's definitely right. given my hot take on mac and cheese before as well. I've eaten lots of mac and cheese, perfect side dish. Again, I mean, you, I don't know why you were nervous.
3: You're nailing this so far. Yeah.
4: Thank you. I'm really pleased.
3: Now we come to the drink where others have fallen down in the past, famously Joel Domit with his protein shake.
4: Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to go with, and it's so hard to choose a drink that would go with everything. So I kind of didn't think about that. I just thought, what's my favorite drink? And I, I'm going with um a classic uh, whiskey soda. So a shot of Jameson. So I know I was down on soda water before, but soda water and um, fresh lime. Very refreshing I think I started drinking them because Jude Law drinks them in The Talented Mr. Ripley. And I was like, that guy's pretty cool. And then uh, I'd sort of taught myself to like them. And now it's all I can drink. Not, not during the day, but, you know.
3: Right. Let's say someone says to you, "May Martin, for the rest of your life, mm. you're only allowed to eat and drink what a certain character in a certain movie oh, good. has. good.
4: Yeah, this, this type of question fills me with such joy. This is great. <laughs> so the, the the actor or a character?
3: I'm trying to decide if it should be a, a specific character in one film or if it should be an actor and all the roles they've played and you could only have what they've had throughout their whole career on screen.
4: Because we, we know actors eat... Nothing. They eat boring food. Sure. Foods. So they're you wouldn't all, want to buy that
3: real life. I think it has to be a character in a film, doesn't it? Yeah.
4: I think so. I'm sure in The Godfather, they're eating some nice food sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, in those restaurants, some nice big food. But I think I'm going to... Uh, I said I like kid food before. So I am mm. I know the characters I don't want. Uh, Rufio only eats <laughs> pa- paint or whatever.
2: Imaginary, <laughs> uh, imaginary paint.
4: Imaginary food, yeah. Um, The Penguin eats... Eats raw fish yeah. um i think i'm gonna go with in the movie stand by me that in it's set in the 50s favorite film love it but they're they just they buy like burger meat from the burger shop and they mm-hmm. go and make a fire in the woods and they they cook it over the fire and it just is very wholesome and, and they talk a lot about pez they love cherry flavored pez mm-hmm. and it's just like kid food but out in the woods it's the whole environment so i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with that but if i'll think about it and get, get back to you
2: it's a bit of a theme to some of some of your choices you know you're out in the woods there's a, a babbling brook mm-hmm. you're yeah. cooking burger meat on a fire it's a very sort of uh, a, a natural outdoorsy way of approaching food
4: well, i'm canadian you know yeah. a lot of my formative memories were in the woods i think and long summers
2: the true canadian choice would of course be to eat like the mountie from due south
4: Oh, what yeah, and he probably eats like moose or something. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think he eats moose. <laughs> but then of course there's um is the other character called Ray Vecchio? Don't know where that's come from. Sounds like someone else who eats paint. The New York <laughs>
3: cop, right? The thing is with the stand by me thing is that you've also got to see a dead body at some point.
4: Yeah, that's true. It's but you know what, I'm not a I'm not averse to it because it's a coming of age thing for them. I'm sure it would be for me as well.
2: Yeah. Yes, the other character in Due South is called Ray Vecchio, and that is I can't believe I know that. And that's one of those pieces of information. When it pops up, you go, what what space is that taking in my mind? What is not yeah. there that should be there that I know that the there's a character in Due South called Ray Vecchio?
3: I think that's a good answer to Stand By Me, kids. I don't really know what I would choose. I, I, I was thinking about Sideways. I'd like to try all the wine they have in Sideways. Mm.
4: Yeah, they make it seem really good. But sometimes people who talk about wine are, are bullshitting a bit. Yeah, and after, it would all be a bit same after a while.
2: True. If we can stretch it out to... Um, tv characters if that's possible uh mm-hmm. you mentioned the godfather made, made me think tony soprano mm. the soprano's food i think is just mm. incredible it looks so good i don't know why i saying mm, i've never seen it but yeah yeah
4: we've yeah. never seen it oh it's
2: just a lot of amazing italian american food
4: big things of like sharing pasta for, yeah, yeah v- veal good.
2: cutlet a lot of fried veal oh, yeah, delicious
4: when I was a kid growing up, all my stories start with that phrase. When I was a kid, it's so embarrassing. Move on, you know? Um, I, uh, on the, the street I grew up, on the corner, there was a, a schnitzel restaurant. It said, the best schnitzel in town. And um, I never went there. But it's, not, it's not a good story, but I always thought about
3: it. Um, when did you start drinking these whiskey sodas? When did that become your drink? Would you say it's your drink?
4: Yeah, definitely. I'd say around 20 before that, it was just, you know, whatever. Like I didn't know my limits. When, when you're a teenager, it's terrible. There's a um, a beer in Canada called they're called cold shots, mm-hmm. and it's like 10% beer, and it tastes awful, like Oof. garbage. And um, I would drink those in my teens a lot. Yeah, about 20 years old, I was like, I'm a now I'm a big I'm a big man. <laughs> <I> have some <laughs> some whiskey sodas, like Jude.
2: It is funny how we get influenced by that sort of thing. Like I think I only started drinking whiskey because like because of madmen or because of it like cool people drink it in films
4: totally mm-hmm.
2: and i yeah. now like the taste but i'm sure there was a moment where it's like i'm just gonna have to power through this because i want to look like don draper
4: yeah coffees like that yeah
2: at first and- whiskey looks delicious on, on in films before you've ever ever tried it it looks
3: like it li- literally just a caramel drink that must taste yeah like like orange and caramel like christmas oranges and caramel just all in a glass yeah and then you have it for the first time. You're like, what? the Why are people drinking this? Yeah. But then I had a Rob Roy. And I know I've definitely said this on the podcast before, Benito, before you say anything. But a Rob Roy, to me, tastes like how I imagined whiskey tasted like when I originally saw whiskey.
4: What is it, a Rob Roy?
3: Bitters whiskey. Red Vermouth. Oh. I think that is all that's in there. Mm. But my own mind, when I discovered those, I was drinking them all the time. Come home. Shake one up, slurp it down.
4: Would you really shake one up?
3: Uh yeah. We had a cocktail well, my, my friends at the time, my flatmates, they were proper serious about cocktails. So he made me one one night, a Rob Roy. I wanted to know how to make it, so it's the easiest thing in the world. So I used their cocktail shaker when I got in from a gig. It felt really great. I
2: loved I loved it. I loved shaking it up, poured it out. If you're drinking alone, is it more or less depressing when you use a cocktail shaker? Excellent question, Ed. Mm-hmm more
4: yeah i think it's more it's less cool and more depressing yeah yeah
2: the more you do for the drink when you're by yourself the more depressing it is so if you like then put an umbrella in it or yeah. a little sparkler or something
4: yeah a little cherry yeah yeah oh the sparkler's tragic Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> and like the lighter's not working and you yeah. have to try
2: you cry you cry and it puts the sparkler out yeah really depressing yeah. actually yeah yeah
3: it's not not great i mean yeah i definitely when i was doing the shaker and i was on my own i didn't feel brilliant well i did a
2: pickle back by myself in the kitchen the other day what's a pickle a pickle back is uh, a shot of bourbon and then you chase it with a shot of pickle juice wow and it's absolutely delicious and i love it but it's not something you should do by yourself standing up in the kitchen because it's a pretty bleak moment in your life
3: yeah well
2: these are lockdown times. a shot by yourself is sad yeah these are lockdown times and i've just actually made some pickles uh, mainly because I know that I'm gonna drink the juice with bourbon.
4: Mm, that sounds good to me. Yeah, it's yeah. Really it's lockdown. Good. All bets are off. Yeah. Definitely, all bets are off. I <laughs> ate a jar of peanut butter one night.
3: What? The whole jar in one sitting?
4: Yeah. yeah. Again. More, more, more,
3: very surprised it's taken this long for this to come up in a food <laughs> podcast. I've easily <recently laughs> consumed an entire jar of peanut butter
4: in one sitting. I was, I've been working out and and um, my friend said, oh, peanut butter is good protein. Like you should." And then I was watching uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> a classic. And I had a jar of peanut butter and a spoon. Absolutely disgusting image
2: just on my own, but it was delicious. But you know when they say peanut butter is a good source of protein, they don't mean a whole jar of it, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they mean this, they mean like a, a protein bar, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. mean like
2: serving suggestions with peanut butter is crazy as well. It's like a teaspoon is enough protein or enough calories. You'd be like, mm, as if anyone's ever going to do that. I'm with you. I'd, right. I'd go to town on the jar like a big yogurt. What kind of peanut butter was it? Crunchy, smooth. Good question.
4: Um, it was. It's the. It's called Natural Earth, but it's not really? that really healthy kind. It's like it is still sort of sweet and salty and. It's not, I don't like the ones where you have to stir the oil in. Oh, yeah. You know. uh...
2: Time for me to shout out my favorite peanut butter. Yeah. Manny Life. What? Manny Life peanut butter. M-A-N-I-L-I-F-E. Absolutely changed my life when I found Manny Life peanut butter quite recently. It changed my Money Life. And you can quite be on that. (laughs) Uh, I ordered like the kilogram bucket of it as well.
4: Oh, wow. I'm going to Google it.
2: What I would say, if you order the... The one kilogram bucket, you're going to have to restrict yourself, May. You can't eat one of those in a sitting. <laughs>
4: yeah. What if I'm watching... Honey, I blew up the kids. So cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, then you've got to, and you've got to send us a picture of you eating an entire bucket of peanut yeah, butter in front of. Then you've, Honey, you've I blowed up the peanut butter. Haven't yeah. You? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, surely then you should watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids again, because then you can pretend you have shrunk. Oh yeah.
4: Oh right, I see. With the giant peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. There's a, it's a trilogy, and the third one was straight to video, and it's called Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> genuinely, I've been googling it recently.
3: The other two, it makes sense because when he's shrunk the kids, he has to in the film go up to his wife and say honey I shot the kids when yeah. he blows up the baby he has to say I'll blow up the baby when they
2: shot themselves she's probably knows right yeah yeah she knows. yeah.
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> but also it's not the, the logical next step in the trilogy is actually uh, honey we kept the kids the same size right yes
4: <laughs> yeah because it's all about the kids yeah, yeah.
2: Honey, the kids are regular size. Or what you said earlier, but with size instead of
3: age. Honey, I just zap the kids and they're going to be the same size forever. <laughs> yeah. And they will never change size. <laughs> That's more tragic in a way, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Sorry, kids. I know honey, you feel yeah. okay today, but in a few years, there's, there's not, you're not going to like. <laughs> honey, I, I arrested but. the kids in time. <laughs> Food wise in Honey, I Shrugged the Kids, mate. Yeah. When he's in the Cheerios yeah so put yourself in that position send it to you and you've shrunk down Mm. and you're in the cheerios would you would you drink the milk (laughs) (laughs)
4: yeah definitely would
3: you give the milk a little
4: Uh, drink definitely i've uh, yeah and i'm not bothered about the fact that my whole body's in it i'm gonna drink the milk
3: yeah 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 i think i would want to drink the milk we arrive at your dessert now we talked a lot about puddings throughout this episode my kind of episode. When Ed's hungover, this guy grabs the wheel. We've been yeah. talking a lot about desserts. <laughs> Excited about this?
4: Yeah, I'm nervous. I, I, I really, I really am torn between two things. And um, they're kind of in keeping with some of the stuff we've talked about about childhood and stuff. But um, I guess I need to make a definitive choice, don't I? So I'm gonna say, oh fuck! I'm gonna say <laughs> white, white birthday cake, like a like um a slice of like cheap. Like Betty Crocker from a box, mate. You know that stuff you make?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Wait, I want to go back to the other choice. I'm no. looking at your
2: faces. <laughs> no, I mean, you, look, you were still doing it, but it's because you were, you've you lost all confidence halfway through it.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, Sell it you're to right. us, mate. Okay. Uh, white birthday cake. Yeah. And I'm not saying vanilla, I'm saying white because there's
2: no flavor to it.
4: No, it's like a white sponge, but very moist with a, a white icing. Yeah, that's it.
2: <laughs> what, so, you, But you kept talking about it as if there was other things you were going to add to it. Yeah.
4: I know, I really did, but that's it. But I, I'm i going to change my answer, and I'm going to say pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. It's a Canadian classic. Yeah, pumpkin pie. Yeah, As I said it, I was like, that's not good enough for the meal I've just had. I don't want to feel this chemical feeling after I have the cheap white pie uh, cake. I'm going to go a pumpkin pie, which is very divisive. Some people think it's too vegetable-y, but a good pumpkin pie, nutmeg, cinnamon, uh, pumpkin mix with, with whipped cream, like freshly whipped, mm. Canadian classic, Thanksgiving. That's what we're having. I really
2: don't pie. think I've ever had pumpkin pie, you know, because it's not what? really a yeah. thing here, is it?
4: Not really, but they, I can make you one. They Thank sell you. the um, stuff, like the in, the pumpkin mix. Yeah. It's a, it's a particular brand and they sell that in some specialty shops here and then you can make it. Oh, it's really good. It's like a kind of earthy flavor. You had it, James?
3: Yeah, I love it. It's delicious. Um, growing up, Uh, My friend's mum, even though the family wasn't American, but they they lived in America for a short amount of time. And so every Thanksgiving, she would make a pumpkin pie. And I'd get in on that. And it was great. And also, like, she was one of those friend's mums who was like, as soon as she figured out, what I was into she'd make more of it, so that there was more specifically for me.
2: I was one so, of those yeah. kids as well. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. Cool. I was yeah. the little, the little greedy boy. <laughs> Invite Ed over again. He eats food, doesn't he? He likes all his food. But
4: would she <laughs> smuggle a? Would she smuggle a ninja star back for you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. a in in a pie,
4: in, the, in a pumpkin. Yeah. Pie. Yeah. yeah.
2: Eat this carefully. Actually, the mum who did that for me was like a proper feeder mum as well. Like if I stayed over, she'd be like, because her kid was like really skinny and wouldn't eat anything. And then she'd be constantly like making me peanut butter toast. She'd be like, do you want some more? I was like, well, I've had six. Two more wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Sounds like she preferred you to her son.
4: Yes. It really does, yeah.
2: Because I was a, a fat little boy with a ninja star.
4: I would love I would love that little boy.
2: <laughs> fat ninja. <laughs> Who fat wouldn't nin- love the fat ninja? I
4: think there's a kind of, I think you put condensed milk in pumpkin pie mm. too, and that's a really specific flavor that I really like.
3: Yeah, it, it is great. And I'm Quite surprised Ed hasn't had it, actually. It's the kind of thing that I think... Ed's been to America a lot, filmed a lot of stuff there.
2: Actually, we'd filmed something for Thanksgiving in America as well at a family's house, and I don't think I had it then either. I just don't want to eat too much of them filming, I think. Maybe that was it. I'd stay in character, and if i got too into pumpkin pie, Ed would have come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you have pumpkin pie
3: on Canadian Thanksgiving? Yeah. Is Canadian? I don't know enough about Canadian Thanksgiving. Is the story the same? <laughs>
4: what genocide
3: yeah
4: yeah it's celebrating the genocide against the native americans yeah it's really bad it's so bad but it's just now we don't we just have the meal it's not like my family was like toasting to the spilled blood of Mm -hmm. the native people but um we would have the the turkey and um Maple glazed carrots. <laughs> you know, thought that was a really blank response to that.
2: No, I'm taking it in, to be honest. I was expecting James yeah. to absolutely jump on it because it, you glaze anything, he's on board. I thought there really? was going to be more detail.
3: I, I, I wasn't there. I, I was like a, I was a captive audience at that point. You said maple glazed carrots. I was like, yeah. I'm here for yeah. the full duration of this. And then you went end of story. Yeah, mate, you're
2: actually quite talented at that. That was the white cake again where you <laughs> yeah, really sure. look like there's going to be Here's some more detail. Here's the ingredients
3: in white cake. Some
2: cake and some
4: icing
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
3: guys that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um the thanksgiving thing yeah the other element is um usually sprouts and then also red cabbage like cooked red cabbage with um kind of vinegar and sugar and stuff oh, yeah. and you cook it down yeah really nice
3: i've really got into doing that with leeks lately of like chagrin in leeks and then doing it with vinegar and honey and getting them all over oh, it.
4: Nice,
2: James. I'm worried you're going to burn yourself out on the leaks because this has been a lockdown thing. James has been basically been in leak down um, because <laughs> the, the hangover's gone. I don't, I don't mind that. That's He's good. Back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Forget about flobbing for apples. This guy's in leak down. Um, you, you've been having a lot of leaks, haven't you, mate? <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: you know, I'm, I'm, at the start of lockdown, I started learning new recipes. Um, learned a handful of things. Really liked them carried on making them for the whole time I just, just lockdown, be over soon enough. so i've basically just been yeah doing myself uh duck breasts that those char-grilled leeks i've been roasting loads of uh, potatoes and broccoli I, I love roasting broccoli that's covered in mm-hmm. olive oil and lemon and garlic and then getting it out and then lobbing it around with some parmesan and some black pepper and then eating that whole, oh, but this is pasta that I've been making all the time that my girlfriend taught me to make. It's, it's quite sad that she taught me to make it because it's quite simple. But What is it? Slice up chorizo, fry that up. Slice up just bro- broccoli stalks, uh, chilli and garlic. Lob all that in with it once the uh, chorizo's done well enough. Then chuck a bunch of capers in there with that as well. You've got some pasta on the go that whole time. Get a cup of the pasta water. Chuck that in with, with, with what you're cooking. Straight the pasta out. Chuck the pasta in there as well. Chuck loads of parmesan, grated parmesan in there. Mix it all together. Black
2: pepper. Ah, oh, I've been I've, I've been addicted to that. It's so good.
4: That sounds really good.
2: A lot of chucking so, and lobbing going on with your recipes, aren't there? Oh, yeah. Jamie Oliver.
4: I have. There's something that I should have said at the beginning of the podcast, and now we don't have time to go into it. Nor should we. There's no nothing to say except that my dad wrote a cookbook in the '70s called The Seducers Cookbook, Cooking Force. <laughs> cooking for sex s and it was spelled s-e-x and it was about how to seduce women with food it's very problematic like if it came out today
2: you say we don't have time to go into this (laughs) cancel whatever plans you have we're gonna need to hear more about the seducer's cookbook cooking for success
4: yeah (laughs) i think that he probably sold like 20 copies but and he was in his 20s when he wrote it um but it was published properly and it was absolutely panned by critics because they were like not even at the time they were like this is weird yeah it's like how do you get in a woman's pants by cooking? And and secondly, all the recipes are like not sexy. Yeah. Like they're they're very very like pungent and like wrong. I just like kippers and stuff. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think he just, I think he just kind of got a maybe had a good meeting and got the book deal and then just panicked. Yeah, this yeah,
2: but it's it is a real gem. Within the recipe, does it say why it's like a seductive recipe? Do you have to like present it in like the shape of a knob or something?
4: Yeah, it's a, yeah, everything's shaped like a knob. Yeah. Um, no, it was like a sort of comic book, so it would give you um, examples of things you could say while you served it, and like uh, interesting music you could play, things like that.
2: I absolutely love that. The
4: seducer's cookbook. It seducer's cookbook. Yeah.
3: Did, was he? Had he met your mother by this point?
4: No, no, he no. had
2: not. When they met, did mm. she know about the seducer's cookbook, or did he keep that a secret?
4: Yeah, I wonder if it was something he was proud of, or um.
2: Well, it obviously worked worked for your mum, right? So totally. Did she Did she enjoy the Kippers? Awesome. So I'll read you your order back
3: now, May. Okay. First of all, this is all with a hangover.
4: The whole thing, I'm hungover, yeah, for the and whole let's meal.
3: let um, Water, st- still water from a babbling French brook, diverted to the dream restaurant under a full moon. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> you would like warm baguette with butter, and the little clay mammal have some cookie crumble.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Starter, cornucopia of shrimp, some May Martin original, tempura, dumpling, fresh. Little plain mm. man has cookie crumble again. Gets that top top. Yeah.
4: Or worms. We don't, or, we don't know. He might yeah.
3: have worms. Or worm, actually. Main course, roast lamb from New Zealand with gravy, horseradish, roast potatoes, and cauliflower cheese. Oh, yeah. Side dish, lobster mac and cheese. Drink, whiskey soda, dessert, pumpkin pie.
4: Yeah, the only thing I would do is add some of that broccoli you just described to the roast. Roasted broccoli, That and then you said tossing it in parm, parm yeah. and pepper. Mm. Yeah. Get, put some of that on there. Get something green
3: absolutely i'll i'll add that in i'll cook it cook it myself don't mind it that sounds like a great meal yeah mate,
2: mate i don't you had no reason to be nervous about that at all that is a great meal and we you i mean you nearly had a reason to be nervous with that white cake bullshit that you nearly threw in there
4: i know i'm so glad i changed my mind
2: well thank you so much for coming on mate thank that you that was a delicious meal and you've been
3: excellent company
4: Yes. Thank you so much for having me.
2: (laughs) Thank you, May. That's honestly the first time the Genie has ever complimented a guest on their company. So you've done very well there. I'm touched. Well, there we have it. What a brilliant menu and what some some lovely memories from the the (sighs) A-Caster canon. Oh, made
3: me feel so good. I was so glad that May brought it up and then it means as much to her as she does to me. And also... After the podcast, May sent me a photo of me on the yacht with some Prosecco and you've got Sydney Opera House in the background.
2: It's a wonderful photo. What I've never
3: I've never seen you happier, quite frankly. Uh, I was so happy. Weirdly, really, I'd completely forgotten about having Prosecco on there because of how much I loved the, the shrimp and the watermelon. So seeing the photo of me with the Prosecco was like, oh, yeah, it, it was even better than I remembered
2: it being. Well, maybe we can we can put that photo up on the socials, maybe. Yeah. Let everyone know what a lovely time you had. I'll send it to Benito. You've mentioned the shrimp. Luckily, she didn't say shrimp-flavored primula slash cheese and prawns because she was talking yeah. about shrimp. And I was like, uh-oh, is she yes. going to throw a... Tuba primula in there i'll be honest i was never worried about it
3: well I, I i started to think like why have i chosen this secret ingredient for may why have i agreed that we have a shrimp thing when one of my favorite memories of may involves shrimp and i want her to talk about it so yeah i was very relieved because if she has said shrimp flavor primula i think i would have also kicked myself
2: out the restaurant i've been like, like a bad waiter that would not have made you feel good james no actually speaking of feel good That's the name of May's TV show, uh, starring May, starring the brilliant Charlotte Ritchie, and that's available on all four and Netflix worldwide. So you should go and watch that, please. Absolutely. Uh, We've got loads of other things going on, James. Yeah.
3: um, In fact, May Martin has done my other podcast called James Acaster's Perfect Sounds about 2016
2: being the best year for music of all time. You did a music podcast as well, Edward. I did. It's called Lifers. It's about people who've been in heavy metal for decades and keep going despite all the obstacles in their way. That's available on Spotify. And also, I do a Radio X show with Matthew Crosby every Sunday, and that's available as a podcast from wherever you normally get your podcasts from. We've got a lot happening. Go on Off Menu Official. Instagram and Twitter, offmenupodcast.co.uk. Buy some off-menu merch. We've got amazing merch. Go and get it. Go on to Apple Podcasts. Sling us a review. Our oh, life is just so busy, James. There's so much going on. Yeah. People don't
3: understand that me and Ed actually run the uh, the website. And every time you order one, we've got to go. We're got to box yeah. it up.
2: Print it. Yeah.
3: We've got a lot of stuff to do. But we're happy to do it. So you guys get your
2: teas, get your mugs, get your tea towels, your totes. Uh, but for now, uh, we're shutting the shop on the restaurant for another week. Yes. um and we'll see you soon bye-bye take care of yourselves have a spoonful on me
3: hello there listeners can we recommend you a new
4: podcast it's been going for three years but it'll be new if you listen to it now Uh, my name's Stevie, my name's Dessa and we host the Nobody Panic podcast which is all about how to be a functioning adult without consistently screaming and or crying all the time, although crying is okay, crying is good. Mm,
3: Listen to our episode on how to cry at work, it's all kinds of different how to's from how to be creative to how to concentrate to how to be good at small talk. Thank you Stevie we bring our experience which is sort of minor and then we get experts in to really give the advice we release the podcast every
4: tuesday and um, it's on apple podcast acast spotify basically wherever you get your podcasts we're there we're there we're ready to impart not our advice necessarily but the advice of others to help you get through your day and your life are we selling it yet i'd like to say that we're much better in the podcast than we are on this advert please do come over and check what we're like on the real thing oh yeah you'll be pleasantly surprised.
0: Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.